Hey everybody, welcome back to Explain Like I'm Fire, the podcast where we take the questions you always wanted to ask and talk about them in a way that's easy to understand. We are your hosts, I'm Tim. And I'm Kevin. So Kevin, today we're talking about something that a lot of five-year-olds love, uh, and that's orange juice. I love orange juice too. So do I. Um, but you don't want to drink too much of it, and we'll get to some of that, the health effects a little later in the episode. The first question though is, how is orange juice even economically viable? when it takes me juicing like a dozen oranges to have just a single glass of orange juice? Great question. And let's make it specific with some numbers. You know, it costs maybe, let's say, $2 for a bottle of orange juice that says something like over 22 whole oranges. But if you think about it, buying 22 whole oranges will typically cost like probably more than $10. Exactly. So how does an orange juice manufacturer make that work as a business? The answer is actually pretty simple. They're not the same oranges. <laughs> uh, basically, the oranges that are juiced to turn into orange juice are usually the kind of the lumpy, weird-shaped ones that can't be sold loose. They don't fit nicely into packing boxes, and they all get lumped together in a bin, so they are much cheaper to transport. They're actually even given a designation by the USDA called Grade B. Now, they are perfectly fine to eat. They just can't be sold loose because to the consumer, they're ugly. You know, they might have slight marks or be differently colored. They're sometimes even sent to less economically developed countries. The ones that you can buy in a supermarket that are sold loose are given the label grade A. I see. So that makes sense. The economics of the grade A table fruit that you buy to eat is different to the economics of the fruit that's used for juicing. Exactly. The table run fruit is sorted for things like appearance, boxability, and it's sold at a premium. Some varieties of table fruit are also processed, but mostly used as table fruit and sell at a significant premium to processed fruit. Uh, Valencia, Parson Brown, pineapple oranges, and Hamlin's are the main varieties of oranges used in Florida to make orange juice in the big processing plants. Mm. And then there's also the processing and transportation to factor into the cost of everything. Yeah, yeah. Orange juice oranges are typically picked ripe, then sent directly to be pressed with no real care about being damaged during the transport. And once extracted and pressed and all, they are bottled, and some don't even need to be refrigerated if pasteurized. Uh, What do you mean by that? A standard refrigerator as opposed to what? Oh, well, for uh, the table oranges, like we talked about, they're usually picked, actually not quite ripe yet, and then put in a refrigerator, often with nitrogen and also given some special packaging uh, and packing to prevent them from being ripe too early. They probably need, you know, some kind of refrigeration at the local warehouse and at the supermarket too. I see. So all of that is factored in. Um, Now, a more practical question is, why does orange juice tend to taste more acidic than uh, just eating fresh oranges? Oh, that actually has to do with keeping the juice uh, shelf stable. Basically, they remove the oxygen and orange extras as well as pasteurize so that it is able to stay fresh longer uh, on the shelf. But in doing so, it removes some of the flavor, you know? They try to reintroduce some of these natural orange flavors afterwards, which gives it a different flavor than when you're eating a fresh orange. I see. Now, why does orange juice from, say, a brand like Tropicana taste slightly different to a brand like say, simply orange, if they're both 100% orange juice. Is that related to what you just explained? Yes, yes. So orange juice is 
deoxygenated to prevent that kind of you know spoilage, right? Uh, and that causes flavor loss. Thus, companies they create artificial natural flavor packs from basically something they call orange essence and oils to try to reflavor the orange juice. And yes, every company uses slightly different blends. Now, we talked a bit about refrigeration, but why does orange juice generally need to be refrigerated, but oranges themselves do not? Well, oranges have this natural protective layer called a peel on them. And the peel, it doesn't help them, you know, it won't make them last forever, of course. Uh, that's why refrigerating will help, probably help extend that timeline. But having a peel on there as a barrier helps it last quite a while at room temperature. So a final set of questions that we referenced at the beginning, but everyone asks, is orange juice really as unhealthy as your standard soda or soft drink? Oh yes, this, uh, this debate's been going on for a while. <laughs> uh, and it, it, it's, just, it's, it's primarily because people tend to focus on that single metric of sugar concentration, right? So on average, fruit juice has a fructose concentration of about 45 grams per liter. And that's actually only a little bit less than the average of 50 grams per liter for sodas. Now, one of the sweetest juices, like a Minute Maid 100% apple, has actually nearly 66 grams of fructose per liter. Now, you know, that's even more sweeter uh, than some of the sweeter sodas with like 62 grams per liter, like Coca-Cola, and 61 grams per liter in Dr. Pepper. But it's not really, you know, an orange to oranges kind of comparison, if you know what I mean. Yes, yes, I see what you did there. In particular, the sugars in juice seem more natural than that high fructose corn syrup, you know, that main sweetener in sodas. Uh, orange juice also has many vitamins and fiber if you have the pulp in it. So there's some other factors considered too. I think the one thing, you know, that's not really debated is definitely that eating the orange fruit itself is much more healthier than drinking the juice. Uh, that's true. Now, uh, there's also a final thing I want to end with, which is why does orange juice uh, tastes really weird if you drink it right after brushing your teeth. Oh, yes. Yes, I've done that. Um, toothpaste contains this ingredient called sodium lorosulfate or SLS. It's what creates the foam, actually, when you brush. But it also makes it hard to taste sweetness. So that's why drinking orange juice after brushing your, taste, uh, brushing your teeth tastes so weird. Mm. Can you Eli 5 that just really quickly before we end? Sure. The, so, so on your tongue, there's these things called taste buds, right? And they're covered in proteins that act as receptors for the food particles. And what that SLS chemical does is it interferes with these proteins uh, that create these taste cells in your mouth. And the key thing is that it impairs the tongue's ability to taste sweet flavors, replacing them actually with an unpleasant kind of bitter sensation. So the SLS also destroys... Uh, bitterness suppressing phospholipids, basically allowing that bitter taste to really take over, uh, resulting in the really, really unique and horrible flavor you experience when you eat or drink something after you've brushed your teeth. Uh, so it's actually not just oranges, but really anything that is usually sweet suddenly tastes so bitter. Ah, well now we know not to do that. Did you learn something new? I certainly did. Uh, if you liked what you heard, please send us an email at eli5thepodcast at gmail.com. Also, if you'd care to leave us a review on iTunes, we'd love that and it would help more people to hear about our podcast. As always, thank you to the community at r slash explain like I'm five. And we will see you all next week.